صباح الخير جود مورنينج دي ليسنز يو ليسنينج تو راديو 3 سي ار اون 855 Palestine Remembered is Australia's only English language radio program that is totally dedicated to Palestine. We'd like to welcome those listening on 855 and those that will join us on podcast at 3cr.org.au. Thanks for joining us. Stay with us and enjoy the episode. Bringing you the news and views and the untold side of the Palestinian struggle for freedom from a Palestinian perspective. Good morning, listeners. It's Saturday. We've been allowed out of lockdown and we have a very special guest for you today, but I want to announce who that is just at the moment. We're dedicating this show to Murid Barghouti, a very famous Palestinian intellectual, author, poet, who passed away, sadly, in Palestine this past week. I'm going to read just a very small piece of one of his poems, and it goes like this. The homeland does not leave the body until the last moment, the moment of death. The fish, even in the fisherman's net, still carries the smell of the sea. That's Marid Barawuti, a Palestinian hero. He died in Palestine, age 76. He'll be sadly missed. And to talk about Marid Barawuti's legacy, his life, his work, joining us is our dear friend and the founder of the show, Mr. Yusuf Ahmed Al-Rimawi. Good morning, Yusuf. Good morning, Nasser. Good morning to our dear listeners. Thank you so much. Before I, want, before I uh, begin uh, my answer, I want to say thank you for keeping the show alive all uh, the past year, uh, not to mention that it has been a very challenging year. So thank you, Nasser and Robert. Pleasure. Now, Yusuf Murid, he lived a life like many Palestinians. He was born before the state of Israel. One of his challenges I read along the journey when he went to America, they said, you know, where are you from? And he tried to say Palestine. He said, I said, there's no such thing. You must be from Israel. He said, well, when I was born, there was no such thing as Israel. So I'm Palestinian. Murid al-Barghouti was born in July 44, four years before uh, the so-called Israel. Murid, uh, I guess, uh, represents the generation that I call the children of Nakba, those who became children, uh, those who became stateless when they were still unable to learn how to walk or read or write or talk. And then uh, I think this uh, generation, um, not just that they were deprived from their homeland along with their families, they became deprived from their childhood. I bet if you speak with anyone who was born uh, in late 30s onward um, and then try and ask them about their first uh, uh, toy uh, or anything uh, or, or, or game and they will, they will think for long before they answer you until you hear something like we had to make it ourselves. Like for example, the football made out of socks or uh, something like that. So we're talking about a generation that was stripped, not just from homeland, but also from their childhood because of the Nakba. And um, let me share a story to that because interestingly, somebody told me a Nakba child, you know, well into his 80s now, told me, he said, 
one thing he was never able to do with his children was to take them to his primary school or to his high school yep. or to say, this is where I, you know, this is the shop I used to go to. Because he was a Palestinian and exiled, he went from Palestine to Jordan, to Syria, to Egypt, to Australia. He, his travels and his life, his existence knows no center point. Whereas today, you know, I was born in Australia to a refugee Palestinian, but I can take my children to the park and show them this is where I play. This is where I chipped my tooth. This is where I kicked my first uh, goal. And, you know, I can take them through my life's journey. This is denied the refugee. This is denied the Palestinian. It was denied to Murid. Correct. Well, this is a perfect uh, example, uh, Nasser. Uh, you mentioned about something very uh, simple and often uh, unth- unthought of. Uh, but it, 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 it is indicative of layers and layers of deprivation that only Palestinians uh, understand and uh, have gone through. And when I say only, I don't want to belittle the experiences of other stateless refugees, but we're talking about prolonged refugee. On earth, in modern, in modern history, uh, we are the biggest and the largest group of uh, 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 refugee uh, population. Uh, and when you deny a population of uh, currently 14 million uh, statehood or homeland uh, for uh, 72 years, uh, you will be talking, you will be amazed uh, to find out the layers and layers of suffering. And you mentioned one example of not able to take them to my childhood or primary school. But I guess the more painful one will be not able to take or or not able to pay uh, uh, respect at the grave of your father and the grave of your grandfather. So, for example, the grandmother from my mother's side, uh, Abdel Karim, uh, who was 25 uh, on Nakba, uh, he could not go to Safad uh, to pray at the grave of his father. And because of what happened to Yarmouk, now his children, including my mother and myself and my other maternal uncles cannot go to his grave in, 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 in Yarmouk because of the ugly war in Syria. So three generations denied one simple, often unnoticed uh, aspect of human rights. And I say this with difficulty uh, because these things are, 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 are very painful. So if we want to go back to uh, Murid, um, Murid, like the children of Nakba, um, took his share from the suffering of his, his people. And I, I watched one of his most recent interviews he gave, um, I think two years ago, and he was humbled to say, despite all the suffering that we might shed some light on, that we didn't pay a heavy price like the rest of the majority of Palestinians because our suffering was uh, social. Uh, he was unable to unite with his Egyptian wife and his only son because of political region in the neighboring countries. And what is this, I'm quoting him, what is this compared to losing the life or losing freedom or losing uh, or, or being injured uh, and the list goes on. So he is not the type of uh, victim who is centered around his victimhood. Um, I want to talk about uh, Der Ghassani. Der Ghassani is a twin village to Betrima, my home village. And um, 
دير غساني عن بيت ريما شير سكولز برايمري انترميديري اند سكندري they share um, mosques they share um, social gatherings uh, social clubs uh, they share uh, hospitals or what we call mustawsaf or sub hospital yani uh, uh, so there we know there ghassani uh, there is no one single rimawi i mean myself is not included because i am a refugee i have not been to palestine yet but in palestine there ghassani and beit rima are twin cities so The name even dates back to the Ghassanids. The Ghassanids are the pre-Islamic Arabs who, who the Ghassasina or the Ghassanid dynasty. And before the Ghassanids, it has a Canaanite name. So we're talking about a village that dates back in history to at least 3,000 years and even more of, of continued uh, in, in, in inhabited uh, life in this village. So Der Ghassani um, is known uh, in the Palestinian national calendar of a famous meeting that took place in 1938 between groups of Palestinian resistance after Britain and Jewish gangs tried to crush them. Um, in that meeting, they were trying to resolve some of the problems that, uh, or, or some of the internal tensions. and. Um, Unfortunately, the British were able to find out about this meeting and they targeted it. And 30, 30 shaheeds, 30 martyrs were killed in Der Ghassani. And this is 38. This is eight years before uh, Murid was born. So he was born into the stories of resistance. He was born into the stories of farmers, of, 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 of steadfastness. And then, like the rest of... Um, Uh, the children of Nakba, when they grow up, they grow up on the hope of return to the lost 78% of Palestine and uh, grew up on uh, uh, looking to, for example, the Algerian model uh, after the uh, independence uh, war in 1962 and before that uh, six years. Uh, so they were, they were hopeful that they will return. Uh, he himself was not uh, a refugee of 48 But he spoke about it in his late novel, I Saw Ramallah, uh, which we might talk about in, uh, 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 down uh, this episode. But I want to say that like the rest of the children of Nakba, they were denied of the, the, uh, the, the, there were very little opportunities given to them in terms of education and employment. So his only chance of education was in Egypt of Jamal Abdel Nasser. And that was the beginning of another chapter in his life. Now, February is subscriber month. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you subscribe. 3CR is so very important for not only Palestinian voices, but for other disadvantaged and marginalized voices from our indigenous brothers and sisters to LGBTQI community. We really need 3CR. So call into 3CR, give your credit card details over the phone, or you can just go to 3cr.org.au, subscribe, become a member. We're a community-owned radio station. Everybody in here is a volunteer. There's so very few paid staff. Without your support, 3CR can't be on the air and you won't be able to hear such great shows like Palestine Remembered and to hear Yusuf's beautiful voice. Back to you. Thank you, Nasser. Thank you, Habibi. I guess the most important chapter of Murid's life was he, when he was 20-something year old. Uh, his university student, it, it, back then it was the Egypt of Jamal Abdel Nasser of the 60s. 
And Jamal Abdel Nasser, now when we look back, when we look back to Egypt of the 60s, we understand that there was the 67 war, but uh, also there was a project of pan-Arabism, also there was a project of, 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 of renaissance and Nahda. Uh, there was the uh, Sadd al-Ali of the southern part of Egypt building the water dam and, and also hundreds uh, or maybe thousands of factories. So there was a vision uh, and he witnessed that. And um, in that, in, during that time, he got to meet uh, the love of his life and the future wife and the future mother of his only son, uh, Radwa Ashur. Uh, if you allow me, Nasser, I want to pause the story of Murid for uh, a few uh, seconds and to talk about Radwa. Oh, no, we definitely need to pay her her due. Yes, absolutely. Rad, Rad, Radwa uh, was an Egyptian novelist. Uh, sadly, we lost her uh, a few years before Murid. Uh, she was a novelist. She was uh, a lecturer of comparative literature at the University of Cairo. And I was fortunate enough to have known one of her students. I was on the phone with him a few minutes before this interview because I wanted an inside story, somebody who knows the family. And he said, look, Yusuf, Radwa was a type of people who touches anything that becomes green. Radwa is filled with uh, with love and giving heart. And she was the one who introduced the Egyptian students to Edward Said and to his friend, uh, Noam Chomsky. And she was the one beyond the curriculum, of course. Uh, the, uh, she was the one that planted the seed of Palestine in the heart of every Egyptian student, uh, including the person who, uh, who, who, who told me that. So I'm quoting him. And she, uh, of course, uh, not, not, not just because of Murid. Uh, of course, Murid played a role in her uh, love of Palestine, but she was born to be uh, a real Arab, not just the type of, you know, so-called uh, official Arab representatives these days that we started to forget what it was actually like to be an Arab. Uh, she was the type of uh, Arab who will stand up uh, against uh, the oppression of every uh, uh, Arab, especially the Palestinians. And she was also a knowledgeable person, a novelist and a person of literature. And you can imagine what, is, what could be uh, 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 or, or the life between Murid and Dratwa. Of course, for example, I can just mention one of her epic novels, Thulathiyat uh, Gornata, and she spoke about 100 years after the loss of Granada, Granada, the last Arab town and city in Andalusia in 1491, in an epic uh, 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 series of novels. But more importantly, she spoke about Tantura village of Palestine. And Tantura is the sea village near Haifa, from which uh, you probably know Mu'ayyad and Usam and the Kamal family. Uh, so uh, Tantura is known in Palestinian calendar because there was a massacre two days after it, it fell where the Zionists uh, basically killed every male above the age of maybe 13 in front of their own families. So she spoke about the life of Ruqayya the Tantoria girl, and of course she named the novel at Tantoria, uh, a woman from Tantora. 
Uh, and, and she, according to one of the Kuwaiti um, critiques of Tantura, Tantoria, he, he said that Radwa was able to make me have the same emotions that this little girl Ruqayya had before Nakba, during the fall of Tantura and after the exile. So she was just magical. Uh, she had this magical pen was able to portray uh, without exaggeration, without victimhood, the real picture of the people of uh, Tantura and, and, and hence the people of uh, Palestine. So we need to acknowledge, we need to pay respect and recognize uh, the legacy of uh, the late wife of uh, Murid Radwa Ashur. Yeah, God rest his soul and his, their son though, Tamim, he's a poet as well. Correct. Tamim uh, is one of uh, the most well-known uh, Palestinian uh, poets uh, currently. He was born uh, in late uh, 70s. And um, you can imagine uh, the life uh, in late 70s for a Palestinian Egyptian uh, family in Cairo, especially in time of Camp David and Sadat, especially when, you, when, when both parents are outspoken in criticism of Camp David. So the, this is the beginning of the, uh, 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 the suffering of the family. Egypt uh, kicked out uh, Muni, uh, sorry, uh, the Egyptian authorities, Anwar Sadat personally kicked out uh, uh, Munir and denied him entry of Egypt. Uh, uh, so he was uh, prevented from seeing his own family for seven years. For seven years, he was unable to even see them and they were unable to travel outside Egypt. And during the Mubarak time, even when they lifted the, um, what do you call it, uh, the ban of entry, they made it nearly impossible to get the, uh, the, the permit. So he was for the following nine years visiting Egypt with very heavy um, restrictions. Uh, restrictions. So this is the type of price when you are an Egyptian uh, supporter of Palestine, when you are married to also a Palestinian intellect who is outspoken against not just Egypt, not because it's an Egyptian uh, authority, but it's because of something that's related to his homeland, Palestine, Camp David. So uh, Tamim uh, grew up in this uh, environment uh, uh, without a father, uh, or with an absent father. Mm -hmm. But uh, nevertheless, uh, they both were able to plant the seed of uh, Palestine and literature uh, in him. And he is now one of uh, uh, the most uh, famous young uh, Palestinian uh, poets, especially after uh, winning one of the most uh, widely televised, televised uh, poetry contests uh, 10 years ago on, uh, in a poem on uh, Jerusalem. He co-authored a bit of that book uh, with his father, I saw Ramallah. He's a very accomplished young man. Now, Yusuf, one of the, uh, we know how staunch Murid was with respect to his criticism of the Arab world. He also had a, a bit of a criticism of the genre of resistance poetry. Correct, Nasser. Um, let me first uh, uh, introduce the term Adab al-Muqawama. Adab al-Muqawama is uh, the Arabic term that means the literature of resistance. And this, this was used post-1967. To imagine the Arab world before 67, uh, Palestine was not the business of Palestinians. It was the job of 
either Egyptians or the Syrians or the Iraqis or like they were our the message we used to get before 65 the birth of the Palestinian revolution and definitely before 67 the major defeat was you sit down and watch us liberate Palestine and therefore the literature on Palestine was often ignored and all of a sudden people like Mahmoud Darwish uh, were born, not just born physically, like as giants in literature, people like Samih al-Qasim, uh, people like Emil Habibi, uh, the Palestinian novelist from uh, Haifa. And these were all in uh, uh, 48 areas. And people like um, Tawfiq Zayyad, the one who wrote Unadikum, uh, Ashuddu ala ayadikum. So, the elites in the Arab world didn't know how to deal with this phenomenon. And they, out of solidarity, started referring to it as the literature of, uh, or Adab al-Muqawma, of resistance. And of course, I forgot uh, maybe one of the most important ones, Hassan Kanafani, in, uh, in, in, in novel. Uh, so Murid does not like these stereotypes. And he says there's no such thing called Adab al-Muqawma. There was the literature of Palestinians, uh, it started uh, before, uh, what we know it starts uh, for, for during the Ottoman and during the um, uh, World War One, and then the uh, British Mandate and then the early uh, creation of Israel and then the Nakba and so on and so forth. So, and to limit it into, introduce it into only one uh, small box of uh, Adab uh, al-Muqawma uh, is uh, doing injustice to, uh, to it. So I guess this is an example of his critical uh, way of thinking. Uh, Murid al-Barghuti uh, was a type of uh, intellectual who is more like a French elite as opposed to German uh, opposition. And I say this, this is the analogy created by Mahmoud Darwish. He said, uh, uh, in, uh, the opposition or the uh, elite or the intellectuals uh, in Germany, they were uh, opposing the system from within. So they accept the position and they express their uh, criticism from within, but they are part of the system. And that's like something similar to like, uh, like Mahmoud Darwish. On the other hand, you have people like uh, Najil Ali, you have people like Murid al-Barghuti, you have people like... Um, to an extent, Edward Said, who were like the French uh, intellectuals who didn't want to be part of the institution and uh, play the same role of what they thought bring uh, better uh, results to Palestine. So Murid al-Barghuti uh, is like Edward Said uh, in that context. And um, not only he was a critical of the political uh, sphere uh, in the Arab world, uh, or the Palestinian Authority, or uh, Hamas, uh, but also against the stereotypes in society and in literature. Now remember, listeners, February is subscriber month. Make sure you call in to 3CR, subscribe for $100 a year, or go to 3cr.org.au. Make sure you tell them that you listen intently every week to Palestine Remember, Give us an extra plug in there. So 3cr.org.au or call into the radio station. Make sure you subscribe. Now, Yusuf, why don't we have a couple more minutes on Murid and then we want to catch up with you and what you're doing with Averroes and your upcoming event at the Wheeler Centre. So why don't you take us out with two more minutes on Murid? I just want to say that uh, the family of Murid al-Barghouti uh, and uh, Radwa Ashur is one of the um, 
jewels of the Palestinian society. Uh, not that they were um, much different in their suffering, but because they were able to continue challenging the mainstream uh, narrative, whether this narrative, uh, the enemy narrative, which is the Zionist narrative, or the fake brothers uh, narrative, like the Arab uh, narrative, or even the Palestinian uh, narrative. So they were able to continue this, and they were, they were able to continue to improve even their literature. Uh, Murid says that, Ana aktub bil mimha, I write with the eraser meaning that he is not satisfied and pleased of the level of his literature and he keeps improving and he keeps writing and he keeps rewriting and this spirit is not very common these days unfortunately and we have lost by the death of uh, Murid uh, somebody who was able to shed some light on a very tough uh, terrain that's ahead of us. So uh, all I can say to uh, maybe in the last sentence is uh, may Allah's mercy be upon his soul and may his legacy remain forever. Inshallah. Now, Yusuf, you've been uh, very busy, even though you haven't been on the radio show, and our listeners text me and write to me how much they've missed you. But you've been working on the Avaroa Centre of Arab Culture, and you've got an event coming up on the 4th of March. What can storytelling offer us in the dark times? And you've got a, a star-studded cast there, uh, Professor Nadia Masood, Sabah Bakhrur, uh, Dr. Colin McNaught and yourself, Thursday, the 4th of March at 6.30 p.m. at the Wheeler Centre. This is, sounds very exciting. Thank you. Thank you, Nasser. Before I answer this, I want to say how much I dearly missed uh, my uh, listeners. And I feel uh, that uh, my physical disconnection from the show is not a, a real disconnection because I always belong to the show. I will always be there and I will always miss them. And again, I want to reiterate my gratitude to you, Nasser, for keeping the voice alive. Uh, now, with the upcoming event, uh, we may have spoken uh, about uh, Averroa Center, a center to promote knowledge about Arab culture that we named after uh, the philosopher Averroes. Of course, yourself is uh, a, a part of it since its inception. Now, uh, everything came to a hold because of COVID last year. And I guess everybody was or could not wait for uh, the lockdown to be over, to resume uh, life. And we were delighted to bring back uh, the musical part. Probably it was the most missed uh, faster than the other. We were able to perform some uh, music uh, gigs, uh, maybe a three, three or four of them. Uh, but I want to talk about the 4th of March, 4th of March, Thursday. And this is an invitation uh, for uh, our listeners uh, uh, if you want to uh, uh, attend, please look up uh, the following topic and do the booking online because uh, after COVID, everything has to be uh, online uh, for uh, limited seating uh, reasons. So the topic, like Nasser said, is what can storytelling offer us in the dark times? What can storytelling offer us in the time, dark times? And I'm pleased to also, Nasser, uh, announce that uh, in addition to the three speakers and um, our uh, beloved uh, MC, Professor Nadia Masoud. We are delighted to announce that uh, Dr. Caroline Briggs, uh, Auntie Caroline, uh, representatives from the Indigenous Voice will be a speaker. She has given us her approval just today. 
So there will be four speakers. And what we are going to talk about is how societies, uh, how, how humankind uh, respond to calamities, whether it's ecology or uh, in environmental or political or any, any, any form of disaster, songs and storytelling and literature and poetry and dancing. And of course, with experiences like uh, Dr. Colin McNaughton on Irish literature, how a small country like Ireland produced four Nobel Prize winners in literature, uh, and of course, and, and and somebody like Mr. Sabah Barkho, who is a walking encyclopedia from Iraq, who will talk to us about uh, the Mesopotamian civilization, uh, and and uh, Dr. Caroline Briggs will talk to us about, of course, the obvious. Uh, um, dark times of the indigenous population of Australia. And myself, I, I will try and shed some light on the Palestinian journey. So come and um, uh, there will also be a little bit of music. Hope to see you there. Fantastic. Now, what I'll do is I'll put a link to that in the podcast. So it's at the Wheeler Centre, ladies and gentlemen. So if you can either Google the Wheeler Centre and look for what can storytelling offer us in the dark times. It's Thursday, the 4th of March at 6.30 for a 7 o'clock start. It's only 20 bucks, the Avaroa Center of Arab Culture. Congratulations, Yusuf. I'll put that link in the podcast if you can't find it. Just go to 3cr.org.au, Palestine Remembered, and you'll be able to find that link or go straight to the Wheeler Center. Congratulations again, Yusuf, and great to speak to you. And God bless you all, Murid, and inshallah, we will speak and hear from you again soon. Thank you so much, Nasser, and all the best to our dear listeners, and keep up your support to 3CR, and keep the voice of Palestine heard around you. Thank you. That was Yusuf, I'm sure you'll agree. Great to hear his voice again. Remember, subscribe, donate, and there's never been a better time for a free Palestine.